Well, hello there. Come on in. Have a seat. Enjoy a beverage. And welcome to the Martini Lounge with Jonathan and Sergey. And you're back. Another fine edition it's, it's of the Martini Lounge. Exactly. Well, we are here with our very special is, martini. I know. this. Oh, yeah. We have a special martini to go with the special show because mm-hmm. this is what you've all been waiting for since episode one, the sex show. Exactly. We the just, sex show is always We dive fun. right in. I know. I mean, this is where we've only been flirting mm-hmm. with it. <laughs> until until this show yeah this is now, where we this balls is like deep the th- <laughs> balls deep thank you this is like the third date where you're like all right let's go uh, yeah exactly into it I know. No. Third date? Really? <laughs> hey whatever is, it is that apparently is socially acceptable three that's, dates see and that's the thing is apparently you have to get through the first one to get to know them second time you kiss third time you fuck right can i say this go. though yeah go ahead sometimes it's Three months. It's. <laughs> I think it's person. Related. It is. And yeah. sometimes it's. Do we need to go to dinner? Can't we? Let's just start. That's called a you hookup, Jonathan, mean? and that's what you do all the time. <laughs> okay. True. <laughs> but no. Yeah. So I think it, it depends. It but does, no. Yeah. So yeah, we have a, a, a we have a special drink to be paired with. Yes. This fine show. Yes. It's called the affair because uh, how appropriate. I oh, I agree. I it like has it. strawberry schnapps, people. Mm-hmm. How, first of all, how do you not like that? It has cranberry Tasty. juice in case you have a urinary tract infection. <laughs> it's really good for you. It's great for you. It is. I mean, it has all these yummy. It's a very, what do you call it? It's very fruity. It is very fruity. It's a fruity affair. It's a fruity. It's a very um, tasty summer affair. I feel like oh. you went down to Mexico to have this affair. Oh, that's the kind I of thing. I want to. Yeah. Can you, can you do that? I know. I don't know. Is that anymore. the kind of affair? I know. We yeah. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> the wall could be up by then. We don't know. It's oh. A hundred feet into the sky. Oh, my God. Planes yeah. fly higher. I know. We're fine. <laughs> like, literally, we're fine. I know. It's okay. And oh, yeah, so it's again, okay. we're having someone on that we've had on our radio show for a year. Yes. Uh, he's uh, a, an amazing uh, therapist, relationship therapist, sex therapist out of Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And he takes a very positive look. At sex and sexuality, and so of course he belongs on the Martini Lounge. So we're going to bringing him, be bringing him on mm-hmm. uh, frequently to this show as well. I wanted to ask you, since we've yep. been talking with Damon over the year, his name is Damon L. Jacobs. Um, has your has your view of sex changed a little bit? Yeah, um, a lot of it actually. I think not only you know has it changed that in a way that I, I you know. How do I even explain this? I know. Use your words. It's a lot more positive, I think. And it's a lot more about, um, you know, the pleasure and the kind of the the self-expression. Where were you you prior? Prior? What was your... You know, I think that there's a a lot of the times, especially as gay men, there's a lot of shame or Mm -hmm. there's a lot of reluctance with with sex. And so I think with Damon L. Jacobs kind of talking about... Um, you know, it's all about you go in there, you have fun, you do what you need it's to do. It's all about the pleasure it's of the all body. About, exactly. And, and that it's okay. It's permission. Exactly. Letting yourself have that. And it's the absolutely should list. You know, he, he has that book and it uh-huh. writes, a, writes about, you know, no shoulds. There's no, you have to do this or this or right. you can't do this or that. Right. Do whatever you need, you know, whatever mm-hmm. you, you kind of feel. Well, do you so think I, it, it's good. The other thing I, I'm wondering, mm-hmm. you, you mentioned the shame and, and you... Uh, mm-hmm brought that to being a gay man but you and i both gay men different generations but we came from very religious beginnings and i wonder i think i was really influenced by my religious upbringing yeah in my view of sex me too absolutely sex had very specific rules yeah there was it was very much except even long even longer than the three date rule there were just very Mm. structured Mm -hmm. Ways of doing it, and you it have wasn't, to wait till marriage. Has yeah. to be with the woman. It's only and for kids. Yeah, it wasn't until mm-hmm. I was I hit mm-hmm. like forty that I found my sexuality, that I owned my sexuality, right. and part of that was talking to Damon, you know, right. over the year about that. And so I wonder if it's less about gay men have innate well, shame, or is it gay men that had religious, very sure. sh- structured know, childhoods I that think, have innate shame? I think um, a, a little bit of both because I think that religion puts that to shame for gay men and straight straight people because they also mm-hmm. have a lot of holdups with sex. But Why with, do you think little 18-year-olds exactly. are getting married so quick? Because mm-hmm. they're like, well, I'm they just really horny fuck. right now. And yeah. 
Let's just get married. If and it's the honestly, only way. you want to lower divorce rates? I mean, let let let's just talk about that. Yeah. Let them have sex first. Yeah. Let them yes. do because then they'll realize, oh no, this is not what I want. Okay, right. bye. And that oh, I can base a relationship <clears throat> yeah. on more than just this because exactly. this is not exactly. taken from me right. until I have marriage. Right. It's okay. Right. It's an it's an option I already have. Exactly. So now I have different criteria for who right. I want to spend right. actual relationship well, with. And 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 the whole you know waiting till marriage i mean that can be a valid choice it just shouldn't ever be the requirement or the standard or anything i mean if you want to fine but don't make that a requirement of everyone that wants to have sex is that you have to wait right and i think you said it right there valid choice here's the Mm -hmm. thing people we're not saying that our opinion is the only opinion but we're saying and i mean damon says this too no choices are mm-hmm. bad choices. They're just choices you've made. Right. All choices right. have things that happen because of them. Right. Be them good or bad. But that's just the nature of living and ha- making choices. Right. So there is no moral judgment on a choice of having sex or not. You know, it's exactly. just... And so you're right. If someone chooses to wait until marriage, that's yeah. their valid choice they're allowed right. to. Absolutely. But Absolutely. we can't judge other people <clears throat> if we choose something different no. than what you would choose. And it's not like, you know, I, I feel like a lot of the times if you do that, you're just dead. You're that you are morally mm-hmm. corrupt and you're yeah. this awful, terrible person oh when there's all these other things that could make you a worse person than having right. sex right now. In <laughs> right? fact, I mean, that doesn't make you a terrible person at all. No. Like, no. it doesn't make sense to me. It might make you calmer in life. I, I'm honestly, just going to so you know those people that come in and they're wherever you're at and they are just pissy as fuck oh, and you're like you just, just need to get laid. Worst. Yeah. You just need Listen, it's a legit a it's a legit advice time. Yeah. that we can give you. <laughs> yeah. Just mm-hmm. maybe some vitamin D <laughs> or P, depends or P. on what you're going for. Uh, and you might feel better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I yeah. get that vitamin P is an also, actual thing. Well, okay. It also potassium? is penis still. Potassium. Oh, there you potassium. go. Potassium. Yeah. Okay, listen. I'm trying to give the lady something. But is that a vitamin or is that a mineral? Potassium? There you go. Yeah. I hey, don't I don't know. know. I am not a nutritionist. <laughs> but Why back, are you asking but me? But here's the thing. Okay, back to the whole question about, you back know, is it, the, yeah. is, it, is it a gay thing or a religious thing? I think there's yeah. also a lot of shame in society for being gay still, obviously. Well, I agree that culture is very... There's a lot very... of pressure on you. And so being gay can put some stigma on having sex, even if you're not religious. True. And so I think that, at least for me, there's kind of a lot of layers to that cake. Well, um, I will say Western culture mm-hmm. is not sex positive. No. Western culture is very repressed in our sexuality. Yeah. Well, I feel like um, a lot of cultures are. No, there know? are. Yeah. But the only culture I know, to, I mean, right. I, you're right. I right. think a lot of them are. I'm just speaking from the, the Your being perspective. in America. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I can say that our culture, and we've talked about it mm-hmm. on our radio mm-hmm. show. We're get, what I love about this show is <clears throat> on the radio show, we, could, we talked about sex, right. but it was the once a month where uh, I think the powers that be at the radio probably was their scariest, yeah. scariest Sunday <laughs> what are every they month. Say? This show, I'm excited to see yeah. when you take off the the safety, when you take off the right the, right. the forced boundaries. Mm-hmm. Can we get a little deeper? And here's the thing for everyone listening: um, we have lots of listeners from our past radio show. Uh, who will know Damon. And so you know that he takes questions and mm-hmm. we will do that in the future. And now we have a lot of new listeners. Right. And so listen, sex questions are allowed here. Talking about sex and being very open are allowed here. And we're going to bring Damon on yeah. regularly to do these things. And so in the future, we hope you will write in questions and we can have real conversations about things. And I want to talk about it all. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, come on, bring on your relationship questions bring on sex bring on i mean hey if you have a fetish that you want to talk about come yeah, on do let's it just let's just have let's, real open conversations exactly yeah. open that door up amazing. for everyone to yeah have you become okay. more open with your sexuality since damon or were you already okay in what you felt like you were fine where you're at you know i don't know i feel like i'm still in the process of discovering all of that right. so i don't know if i if i'm more open or not i right I, I, this is what I'll say about yeah, you, though. Yeah. And I can only talk from watching you. Right. I will say I think your attitude towards... You have never been a real judgy person. No, I mean, no. we can get judgy because we're, <laughs> we're queens and all. Sure. <laughs> You've never been real judgy, but I do yeah. feel like even I've noticed that at least your... your uh, the way you look at other people's sexualities, it seems to have opened. I think like so, knowing yeah. that yeah. monogamy may work for someone and accepting that that doesn't mean polyamory is mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. a valid 
decision Mm -hmm. even so to understand what works for you doesn't mean that there's no opening for what works for someone else right and so polyamory was a big one for me to be like i agree no that's a legitimate relationship if that is the choice they've made right and where i was very religiously close not because i'm religious but because that's where that came Mm -hmm. from i think prior to this and you know it's been fun to have those conversations with damon well and i think you're right because the conversations with Damon and as soon as uh, you and I on, on the show kind of started talking about polyamory and kind of what that means mm-hmm. and um, you know what that even looks like, I think that did open both of us up to that. And with Damon, I think the biggest points of whether it's polyamory, open relationships, close, re- whatever, uh, yeah. whatever kind of relationship you want to have, um, integrity and communication are so key. It's an agreement and between the people exactly. involved and you need to keep the right. communication and integrity. Right. And for me, intact. I think before all of this, um, what an uh, open relationship or polyamorous relationship looked like was someone wanted to go have fun without telling someone else. And yeah. it, it was cheating for me. Yeah. That's yeah. My, that was my label on it. But after all these conversations and kind of looking at it at a different perspective, I think it makes sense as a completely valid way yeah, of, right? of living Isn't and loving. It's fascinating too. It's so... It's good. It's good. I yeah. like it. It's a good feeling. Yeah. And I like this. This I think it's good for me. Mm-hmm. It's helped me to understand relationships as right. adults in a relationship, yeah. communicating yeah. with each other, yeah. saying, this is these are my needs that I need out of a relationship. And right. then agreeing together yeah. what that really, not having to go mm-hmm. with society conformity, not being like, oh, this is my only option, but saying, oh, you mean... Right. Me and this other person get to decide what relationship we have. Create yeah. instead of conform. That's, yes. Yeah. And, and that was the most freeing, mm-hmm. I think, lesson I've, I that agree. I've ever, I've ever it, had. And that, to me, kind of just sums up relationships is that you get to be whatever you, you get to pick what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, you get to decide how you kind of want to live that. Yeah. And so it's it's fascinating the way that. Yeah, and I think gay culture and 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 coming mm-hmm. from a gay man's perspective, I can mm-hmm. I think that there was always a piece of that in in that culture because we when I was growing up, mm-hmm. the the concept of a chosen family was way more right. uh, popular because mm-hmm. or not even popular it was made, it was a, more of a necessity because a lot of our families back then like a higher percentage yes. did, did yes. not accept you they'd kick you out all of that so you. We learned this amazing thing, which was right. that family is not always based on blood. Family is based on who loves you in that mm-hmm. unconditional way. And mm-hmm. so a lot of us built that network of friends that became the family right, for each other. Right, right, right. Having the support that, that culturally used to be given to blood mm-hmm. family, mm-hmm. but could not be offered. So it's like that was already there. This, this we can yeah. create and we have to create we have to. the relationships yeah. and the world that we want to live in because no one's going to hand it to us. So mm-hmm. I feel like this is a natural evolution. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. Of that. I think sexual uh, evolution makes some people nervous. I think so. Well, because and they, they like their box. And you can keep the box you want, but right. you just don't deny right. another person there. Right, exactly. You know? Right. And that's that's kind of how it is. I think that it's 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 key to to be open to those things mm-hmm. and to create. And exactly. um, I mean, with that segue, I think it's time for us to welcome Damon L. Jacobs. He's, he's our favorite relationship and sex therapist, and he's the author of the books Rational Relating and Absolutely Shouldless, available where books are sold. He has been our very own sex uh, radio sex therapist every month on Outspoken, and we're so excited to welcome him to the Martini Lounge. Um, and here we get to talk about more candid thoughts on relationships, sex, and all of the deliciously titillating things we can think about. Which are a lot. Which are a lot. A Damon, lot. are you there? <laughs> Hey boys! Hello. Hey. Are you still are, are you still boys with a Z on the on the new network? We now we're we don't know what we are. Dave. <laughs> we're <laughs> but we we have officially retired the boys and outspoken. Uh, it's like we grew up. It's it's sad, <laughs> but necessary. So, so so now we now we can I can call you like sluts with a Z. Exactly. Yes. Oh, exactly. Do it. I own that. Yeah. I'm gonna get a T-shirt. So. That's, <laughs> First of all, uh, Damon, we want to welcome you to the Martini Lounge. We're really excited because we already made, we mentioned in in our intro earlier, we already made the powers that be nervous like once a month at the radio station. And now we can say whatever the fuck we want. And I think we're going to get some real, we're going to get some real good conversations going now because there ain't no censorship. (laughs) Uh Uh-uh. No. And That's wonderful. Oh, I love hearing you say it. Yeah, is, is, is it, it that is. odd? I just heard that. <laughs> I, we it are like the first. 
first time you ever hear someone like Mary Tyler Moore use, use a cuss word, and you're like, oh my God. Right. That, that is the best. And I do like being compared to Mary Tyler Moore. So yeah, I'll there you go. I, I take that take comparison. <laughs> now, we've been talking a lot since uh, you joined our radio show about sex positivity and being comfortable talking about sex with each other. We've also talked about how that is not really how our culture, Western culture, trains us to be. I want to start with you as we introduce you to uh, not only the listeners who have followed us, but a brand new set of listeners that, that join us. Can we talk about where did you find your open attitude about sex, your positive outlook? Well, I really believe that sexual connection is a very important and meaningful experience for us to have as human beings. It's meaningful on a physical level, it's meaningful on an emotional level, it's meaningful on a spiritual level, and it's meaningful mm. just on a purely carnal, sexual level. Right. And mm. sometimes you get all of that, and sometimes you don't, you only get one of those, or sometimes you're, you know, sometimes you don't get any of those. Right. But that it's, it's, it's not something that we want to think of as trivial or less than or pejorative or sinful or morally wrong. Right. It is a part of the human experience that we are blessed to have. Dolly Parton talks about this too. You know, she says, you know, we weren't, we would not, God would not have given us these body parts if we weren't meant to enjoy them. The hell and, yes. You know, she's a, yes, yes. She's a very spiritual person as yes. well. And, uh-huh. and I think what happens in the gay community, well, in, all, in our culture, but especially in the gay community, is that we tend to talk about sexuality as something that is like a goal that we want to achieve. We tend to commodify it. We see it as a means to an end. Hmm. It is a path towards getting something that I want, and that something might be, I want to feel good about myself. If I don't feel good about myself, or I want attention or validation, that I feel like I'm empty if I don't get it. And this is where I see people getting into trouble in terms of how they speak and obtain sexual experiences, is this thinking it's going to get me somewhere or something that I don't already have. Right, okay. Instead of just the experience of experiencing something pleasurable and joyful, which in and of itself is an end to itself. Does that make sense? Yes, yeah. It's it's almost like, you know, we use it as a tool to... Um, to get what we want. I mean, we've kind of learned to use it as a tool. We, we, we know that that's what, you know, it get, gives us power in a way. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, I, and I think, if, you know, we talk, we've also talked a lot about relationships, of yeah. course. And I think, you know, over, over the year with you, Damon, uh, I think we, we have learned this, that if you go into anything, it doesn't matter what it is, with another human being, expecting them to feel for lack of a better word, to fill a hole that you feel within yourself. Um, But if you go in with that expectation, you're going to leave disappointed because it isn't about that. It's about two human beings coming together to enjoy Mm -hmm, who they mm -hmm. already are and hopefully enhance that experience just because you each bring something to the table. Exactly. Beautifully put. And I'd say sex is not a way to get power. Sex is a way to express and enhance one's authentic empowerment. Exactly. But but unfortunately, most of the culture, and I think most of the world, perceives sexuality as Mm -hmm. a way of getting power or Mm -hmm. obtaining or holding on to power. And this is why I think we have so many of uh, the, the sexual problems we have and the shame and the embarrassment and fear around our bodies is partly because we've been taught to use sexuality as a means to an end, as a way to get something, versus recognizing the power and the beauty of the magnificent we already have within us, whether we're getting fucked or not. Wow. See, and that's such an important message to to get out there. Now, Damon, on this show, we kind of... We kind of uh, <laughs> talk a little bit about everything. We get serious. We get, we get serious, sexy. We get serious. And we get personal we get sexy, too. We get, so yeah. <laughs> I just, I just wanted to ask. I mean, is it difficult for people, you know, when they know who you are and what you do, is it difficult for them to approach you, especially if they're trying to hit on you or ask you out? Is that if add that's pressure? their goal? Is that hard? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, honestly. Thank you guys for seeing that, but I, I'm not particularly... That doesn't really happen that much. Okay. I, yeah. I, I, it's not like I'm particularly recognizable in, in terms of like, oh, that's Damon. He talks about vomiting on the radio. We, um, we would totally fangirl you. In the real world. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's great. Um, 
so, so, you know, in general, I don't get recognized or esteemed that way, um, at least not outside the, the bubble of the um, activist education community or, mm. you know, when we're at conferences and stuff. <laughs> right, right. Well, if it's at if it's at a conference, do do people find it hard to approach you as a human being because they're you know they just saw you as this leader giving this great talk? Do you do you find that they have that difficulty? You know, I don't think so because I don't think I I convey that. At least I hope I don't. <laughs> um, I think because when I speak or when I talk about what you know, I talk about other things: sex, relationships, love, empowerment, um, ageism. Um, nicotine replacements, prep, whenever I'm talking about these, I think I do it in a way that's very much recognizing our interconnectedness mm-hmm. and our, our mutual humanity and thinking about ways to, to improve and enhance the experience mm-hmm. of being alive for the limited amount of time that we're going to be here. Right. And so I don't, I don't think I, I put off a vibe. I hope I don't put off a vibe that's like, oh, you can't approach me or you can't talk to me. And right. anything, you know, I think people feel very free because uh, right. these conferences yeah. or emails yeah. are, you know, sending these emails are very explicit. Like, oh. I just got a load up my ass. I've been using <laughs> prep for 20 days. I don't know if I'm protected. And, oh, and wow. you know, now I'm itching. So do I have gonorrhea or not? Right. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> right. I don't know if you have gonorrhea or not. You're like, I have no idea. And but P.S. Thanks. Prep will not protect you from other STDs. Yeah. I just, right. let's just put it out there. <laughs> I bet they do feel way, way more comfortable. Well, I want to flip that a little bit and ask, with your experience uh, with people's sexuality, is your standard for what you find hot different? Like, then for, like for me, it just takes, if you have a pulse and you blow on my neck, I'm really good to go. But is, is, your, <laughs> is your standard different? Because, you know, this is what you do. You, you study sexuality and relationships and people and... Um, is my standard for uh, for for for, for a person like yeah for sexual is your standard for people like mm-hmm. you know mine is very simple but is it do you find because you you this is what your brain thinks about a lot is relationships and how people think and and sexuality and all of that do do you does your standards change a bit because you have higher ones or what do you think? Oh no, I, I, I don't have very high standards at all. <laughs> 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 that says it all. Okay, David, I'll, I'll be right over. <laughs> I, think, I think what I appreciate, what I've always appreciated, and what I think is really valuable in any interaction is just presence, is, is the presence of mind, mm-hmm. presence of body. And what I mean by that is that if someone is physically with me, but their mind is clearly elsewhere, whether they're... Um, thinking on, they're using their phones, or they're distracted, mm-hmm. or they're on another planet, on another drug, um, right. that to me is always just a turnoff. And it doesn't matter if the interaction is for five minutes, or five hours, or five years. Mm-hmm. If somebody is, is not present, that to me is something that is like, okay, I don't really need to be here, I don't really necessarily want to be here, and that's always been a standard for me. Otherwise, I don't particularly have, um, you know... I. You know, a lot of people, and this has just been coming up for me this week, a lot of people have been saying, and I've just been hearing this because I was in L.A. last week, about, quote, a perfect body. And I'm like, what? What is a perfect body? I don't understand what that is. And then when I ask them, especially if it's in L.A., what they say is what they're referring to is someone who is generally hairless and thin and um, young looking and muscular and okay. I get confused because for me that has never been the kind of per- that's never been the kind of physique that I've idealized or sexualized right. been erotically drawn to and so I guess that you know I think we all want what I think we all appreciate what we appreciate mm-hmm, and yeah. for me that hasn't particularly changed now that I you know talk about sex so explicitly in public but I think these factors are just Whatever we find relevant, whatever we find to turn on, is to go with it. Right. You know, empowered by that. And I and I, what I wish for society is that we could all understand that that is different. Mm-hmm. That what I find hot does not mean you have to find that hot too. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of people do feel that way. If this is the way I see the world, Why you need to you? see yeah. the world right. how I see it. And instead of going, there's this rainbow mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. beauty in the bodies, and there is no perfect ideal type it's it's everybody's taste is different and that's a beautiful thing 
Right. And if we just acknowledge that instead of trying to commodify our bodies mm-hmm. or, or allow corporate America to try to commodify our no, bodies into some rigid and inflexible idea mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. what is attractive or what is not, but just right. recognize that all of us have beauty and, and attractiveness in certain ways that some people are going to value and some people are not. Right. I right. think we'd be in a lot better shape and, and we'd right. be a lot more amenable to having these kind of connections and just say, okay, yeah. you know, we, you turn me on, we turn each exactly. other on. Right. And it's and it's that simple. I mean, you, you're right. We don't have to be put in these boxes. We can mm-hmm. be and love who we want to love. Now, what do you think um, it, most men, especially gay men, are hung up about with sex? What What's their big catch? What's well, what's the big catch, or what are they hung up on? <laughs> <laughs> well, both. <laughs> oh, sorry. You, you, you set that one up. Um, you know, I, I think the problem is, again, not just in the gay community, mm-hmm. is that we don't have sex education yes. at all in this country. Mm-hmm. We, if we're lucky, we get disease aversion. Right. But most of in schools, they don't really teach sex ed. They, they teach sex dread. They teach you ways <laughs> to avoid sex. And if you really have right. to do it, try not to do it with, with as minimal complications as possible. Yes. So we rarely have any instructions or ideas or conversations about simply joining with another person on a physical sexual plane in a way that's mutually respectful and empowering. So I think in the gay community, when you take that and then you add a layer of so much internalized shame mm-hmm. and fear and this internalized sense that I'm fundamentally wrong because of who I am. And believe me, in 2017, that is still a oh, core yeah. belief that many mm-hmm. gay men hold, that there's something inherently wrong with me right. because I am different and that means I'm not as, that means I'm mad. Exactly. When you add all that into it, you see a lot of people, I see a lot of people, um, pursuing sexuality in a way that's not necessarily healthy for them, and looking at their bodies in a way that's not healthy for them either, thinking that their bodies are not beautiful the way they are, but if I just have enough sex, then I'll feel better, and that might last for five minutes, but then it's gone. Mm -hmm. And these are some of the unhealthy patterns that can lead to addiction, drug abuse, um, not finding relationships that are that are satisfying and respectful, and a general sense of like a hamster running in a wheel, yeah, yeah. not getting anywhere. And that's often some of the issues I see in huh. my therapy practice. That's fascinating to me. You know, we uh, Sergey and I were just having a conversation. This is where all my coworkers who are now listening to this are going to learn way too much about me. So here we go, yeah. girls. <laughs> here it comes. Um, but that's a fascinating uh, situation. I was just talking to Sergey about how it was interesting when there was a time in my life where I could hook up with guys and it would the need to hook up didn't go away even after an encounter and yet i started seeing a guy who made me feel sexy and accepted and comfortable and beautiful and it was the first time i was satisfied you know like after that i was satisfied and then it was just the weirdest feeling because i started to recognize that i was enough as i was you know, instead of that going to sex to be like we talked about earlier, that constant quest to find your solid place, it was weird once I, I, I owned myself and felt comfortable and, and allowed myself to just enjoy the experience, that satisfaction was just part of, part of that package. And that's very it's interesting to me. Right. And, and one of the amazing, see, I think that's a great example of how I think relationships get us, can get us closer to, uh, you know, what we may say, enlightenment, yeah, um, right. or at least a sense of serenity and mm-hmm. peace and joy in this mm-hmm. world of saying, you know, it, it doesn't come from another person, but another person can reflect and enhance these parts of you right. that you know are in there. The parts mm-hmm. of you that kind of already know you're beautiful and amazing and powerful just the way you are, but right. don't generally have that validated by the culture and the society around us. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. And relationships can be a wonderful way to do that hmm. together. Together, yeah. But, again, mm-hmm. when it, it can go the other way yeah. if somebody is not fostering that within themselves mm-hmm. and then saying, I need this, and exactly. I can only have that feeling if it comes from somebody digging my ass yeah. Or, or, you know, someone True. wanting to mm-hmm. have sex with me. And that's the only way to get there. That's the only way I can feel attractive. This exactly. is where people get into problems. 
Yes. See, yeah, I agree completely. Right. Well, and with with that question, I mean, it's, we just kind of talked about it. Sex is so so beautiful and healthy, but in what circumstances is it complete? Is it unhealthy? I mean, in what circumstances does it become almost a crutch for that? Yeah. Because yeah. Well, it, it's like I said. So, if, if someone who's listening to this is wondering, huh, is, 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 do I have a problem? Mm-hmm. I would say, I just think about. What if you weren't having sex? Or what if you weren't getting attention or validation? Would you still find yourself to be beautiful, amazing, magnificent, relevant? Is your life still have power? Do you still feel like you're making valuable contributions in the world, even if you're not having sex? And if the answer is no, or I'm not sure, then you might want to explore that. Right. Mm-hmm. There might because, be other things, because, yeah. Because, right, and that sense of authentic power, authentic power that's, that's part of our core as human beings. It does not and cannot come from another person, literally, or mm-hmm. a figure. Right, right, exactly. It, it, doesn't, it, just, it does not come from come. No. It does not come from the attention <laughs> oh of another human being. Yeah, but exactly. we do live in a society that constantly tells right. us it does. Yes. To look outside yourself. Every single, almost every single movie or TV show yes. uh, reinforces this idea and in the gay community, we're very fortunate now, or for the time being anyway, and hopefully yeah. more for spending than marriage equality. And that's yes. great. I'm all for marriage equality. Right. But part of what I find problematic about that on, on a relationship emotional level is, again, this idea that people feel like they need a spouse to be yeah. a valid, meaningful human right. being. And again, right. that is a problem. Yes, in my experience, and it's because I yeah, because I think we have accepted this milestone um, kind of model of you are not an adult, you are not grown up until you you know you get married, then you have children, you have the career, uh, you get old, you retire, and you travel Mm -hmm. the country or whatever you do. And I mean, it's been patterned out for us, and I think that freaks us out when we don't fit into that box. And so I, you know, I think that's completely right. And one of the things I want to ask you, because you, as a therapist, you have a unique point of view. I would think that sexuality can be the great uh, equalizer because you work with all sorts of couples in your practice, gay couples, lesbians, heterosexual, whatever. You, you probably see, is there just this common denominator of, you know, we think sexuality divides us, but is there the common denominator of, you know, we all have the same issues? With sex, do you see that in your practice? I, I see that between the gay couples, and I've been doing this now for twenty years, believe it or mm-hmm. not. Um, between the gay couples and the straight couples, there's very little difference when we're talking about issues of jealousy, insecurity, fear, mm-hmm. um, believing the society's ideas that you need a person to be a valid person, so people get to relationships out of fear instead of right. love. Right. That's a common denominator. Where I think. There are differences is when we get to the issue of multiple emotional and sexual expressions with other people. And in that way, I think gay men are almost often instinctively have an easier time with that than some of the straight couples. Oh, okay. In other words, this idea that if we are, if we make a mutual decision to partner or get married or be together, that if we're going to be together for decades and decades on end, that there is likely going to be interest, hunger, desire for another person, and that mm-hmm. sometimes might get acted on. At right. some point in the next five decades, one of us might actually right, right. do something sexually with another person. Mm-hmm. That's something that a lot of gay men seem to be have an easier time acclimating to right. than some of the straight couples. Now, okay. in New York City... A lot of the straight couples I work with are actually very, very open to this and really looking for ways to create negotiations and agreements with respect for each other, with integrity. Right. Say, if we're going to have an arrangement with sexual expression outside the marriage, how well, that's going to work. Right, right, right. But I, I, I think just it's so important for every couple to, to keep in mind this idea that we want to create our relationships, not conform them. 
Exactly. And we talked about that at right. the beginning of our show, that yes. the, the amazingness yes. and beautiful uh, option of creating mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the relationship you want. It doesn't have to be someone you know, else's or fit into what yeah. the mold is. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But integrity being the number one. Right. I had an amazing conversation with a friend this week about that very thing, about how they had this beautiful relationship based on an agreement and the agreement was broken, so the integrity was lost. And that that's where you know that they felt the the betrayal. But if their communication was open, mm-hmm. you can have this amazing connection and still, you know, save that that right. friendship and that relationship. Absolutely. But if, if integrity is broken, mm-hmm. that means the trust right. is broken. Someone right. says one thing and they don't keep that agreement. Right. That now. can really do a lot of damage to any kind of yeah. relationship, whether we're talking about a sexual relationship exactly. or, right. or, as you point out, a friendship. Right. Yes. Yeah. But um, I think you two now are, with the new show, are really uh, being role models for what we're talking about in terms of creating something that's right for you instead of conforming to a model that was restrictive. Um, that might have been more normal or accepted, but you two have decided we want to do this our way. We want to create a show That's with right. our yeah. integrity, yeah. with our values that may or may not be like anybody else's. And True. I really admire you two for taking this step and, and doing this the way you're doing this. This is great. Well, wow. Thank you. That's that, the nicest yeah. thing. We just think we're sassy queens who don't I, like to be told what to do, but <laughs> that sounds true, way which better. Is true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good perspective. Well, but I you're right, that. we talk about that yeah. a lot in that, you know, you can wait for people to hand you things, mm-hmm. or you can decide what you want and create that create life your for own yourself. World. Yeah. And it's the only way right. for you to take an active role in whatever relationship, friendship, uh, any career, mm-hmm. whatever you want. The only way to to be the true master of your your domain, as, as friends would say, um, <laughs> is to take an active role in your life and make it part of your agreement with yourself and the people mm-hmm. around you. So I think, hey, but it's a year with Damon that has helped That's us right. to, That's right. to accept oh. our power. Accept <laughs> our power. Compliments all around. <laughs> now, Damon, oh, spe- <laughs> speaking of doing it our way, I think we have a classic question that, I, I mean, this is a hard hitter. We have oh, to is. ask it every time, yes. and that is boxers or briefs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for me? Yes. <laughs> oh, briefs. Briefs. N- nice. Yeah. I, I like the I like the snug you know the snug feeling yeah. during the day. And you know yeah. it features all the right parts. Let's be honest. Thank you. It, yeah, it, it it brings it right up. It does. It puts them all where they on need display. to be. On uh, display. Yeah. I appreciate a man in yeah. briefs. Now you've given me. Oh things. yeah. How about you guys? Uh, I'm a boxer brief dude. Uh, I'm the hybrid. Yeah. You're the hybrid, I'm which the is hybrid. good. Yeah. Support and freedom. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. See, I'm a anything you're, you're and everything. Poly, you're poly. Yes, Poly- see, <laughs> I am Polly. I am. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Sergey, what's your? I'm. Your I'm, under- I'm everything. I mean, I was gonna say you except, have every underwear ex- known to man, except like loose boxers. No, 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 no. Thank oh, you. No, I none can... of that. None oh, of that. Damon, yeah. what do you think about that? It's just I don't know. I don't find them that attractive, and also they're. I mean, too too loose. Not enough support. Yeah, and I feel like okay. it's lazy underwear. Come it, on, and maybe <laughs> give me some. Sexy. Here's the thing: if if I'm gonna do that, I might as well wear nothing and just have sweatpants. Right there, you go. I appreciate that's a man lazy. that does that. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate springtime in the park with men who don't wear underwear <laughs> under their go. sweatpants. I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, and let's. I mean, let's get down to. I mean, since we're 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 getting down to the fun stuff, let's talk about how on our. Christmas show, you shared one of our beloved and favorite Christmas sex memories we've ever heard in our life. And it, and it did sound like quite a fun time. So we want to know, what was your, what has been your hottest sexual experience? Oh my God. <laughs> Welcome I to the Martini ever. Lounge. <laughs> we dive right in. Yeah, we do. We're you mean like in the 30 years and I don't know how many thousands of, of encounters? Woo! Yeah, okay, what's been one of, your, <laughs> one of your favorites? One, okay, one of what them. do you find hottest uh, with a, a guy with sex? What is the, the hottest thing they can do? Well, I will, t- I will tell you one of the encounters I've had that I talk about a, a lot because it was really probably the most... Um, one of the most amazing and meaningful encounters I ever had mm-hmm. happened 
about a year after I started personally using PrEP, which is yes. a daily pill that prevents HIV that we've talked about. Yes. yes. And I started using it to prevent HIV mm-hmm. because I have HIV-positive partners mm-hmm. who would penetrate me, who would taught me without condoms. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be able to, to experience that without the fear of getting HIV. But right. when I started taking it, I, I, I didn't really believe it was going to, I didn't fully believe it was going to work. I understood the science. I understood right. what the data said, but I, I couldn't wrap my brain around it. It's like, I just couldn't really, my brain had a hard time accepting that a blue pill called Travada was going to stop HIV in my body. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, but I continued to use it. And I continued to, to doubt it, but I still stayed up on the science. Mm-hmm. And about a year into that, I was having this amazing experience with a good friend who is HIV positive. Mm-hmm. And we had wonderful sex, and he came inside my ass. Really? And it was beautiful, and it was wonderful, and there was no fear. Zero. Oh, wow. There was no part of my mind that was thinking, oh my God, what if... What if this is? What if this is it? What if this right. is the time? Right. What? Wow. You know, I, I can only push this so far. Um, there was zero fear at all. Wow. Was like, Wait a second. I know. I, I I absolutely know. With every single part of my body, mind, spirit, I will not become HIV positive from having pleasurable sex uh, without condoms with right. positive partners. Mm-hmm. And when that clicked, it literally was like twenty years of fear. Of, that had been weighing, of, of dread, of punishment that had been weighing on me, on my shoulders, on my right. chest, that right. I, I did not know were there. It was gone. It was wow. completely gone. That, that's and, such an amazing thing because in our community, there is so much of that fear. And to take that away is such a, that's such an so amazing empowering. gift. Yeah, that's a powerful, powerful thing to feel. Wow. Yeah. And well, and so you, that, yeah. yeah. Well, what I think is amazing is you go out there and you speak to so many people about this amazing, uh, you know, drug, this prep, this Truvada, and to know that it comes from a real personal experience in your own life, I think makes your your story and you going out to talk to people even more powerful Mm -hmm. than it already was because it's truly what you live. And I think that makes all the difference. Thanks. I, and I do appreciate that. And that, I think that is, you know, I, when people, like I said earlier, when I speak about this stuff, I'm the real stuff. I'm speaking from authentic experience. Right, right. Um, and and I, it, 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 I was so happy to have that experience and a part of me was sad that I never got to have an experience like that until I was well into my 40s. Right. But also, but like, but other people don't have to wait. Yes, and, and what a beautiful thing. the technology that we have, other people can have this experience now, whether... They're like me, mm-hmm. and they kind of live through the trauma of the early days of HIV, and mm-hmm. now they can kind of resume the sexual development that had been thwarted 30 years ago. Um, so there's plenty of people in their 40s and 50s that are discovering this now, or people in their 20s and 30s who just want to have really yeah. good sex with a lot of different partners and mm-hmm. take HIV out of the equation. And that's really why I wanted to get out and like, talk about this so passionately, because yeah. I want everyone to know this exists and at least have the choice Right. Exactly. If they want to have this experience or not. Well, for it's, both the HIV, for, for, yeah. and also as well for people living with HIV, to be right. able to share their bodies openly without fear. Yes, and to take that. that stigma down, especially between gay men, that we have allowed that to be a wall. It did allow such freedom. Within, right. And I'm with you, Damon. You know, I'm in, I'm in my 40s. I don't look as good as you, I'm not going to lie, but I'm in my 40s, and this drug changed my life. I've been on it for over a year now, and it has allowed me a freedom that I, was, I never allowed myself due to fear, and it has changed, changed everything. And that's why, you know, to say really quick, that's why it's also important that we watch our insurance companies and make sure they cover it. There was a scare in my, in my prescription when they thought my insurance had dropped covering it, and I realized it was $2,000 for me to get one oh. month. And thank God my insurance does cover it. But I thought, what, this pill that can save lives and actually bring down healthcare costs and so much, this should be everybody's right, right. to have. Right. Because what an amazing, what an amazing drug to, to help so many things from personal sexual empowerment to, you know, the cost of healthcare in this country. So, yeah. Well, exactly. I'm glad you said that because it is, and we now have the numbers. It was approved four and a half years ago mm-hmm. by the FDA, and we are starting now to see 
the data come in through the CDC, which is saying right. that HIV rates are dropping quickly in the U.S. for the first time in over 20 years. Exactly. Partly, not completely, but partly due to press. So it's not just about sexual gratification and emotional, spiritual healing here. Right. This is also making a fiscal difference right. exactly. in healthcare costs mm-hmm. in the U.S. when you have 20% drops in new HIV infections. Yeah, and that now, is... I just want to say a few words because you're very, yeah. very right. We do want we we do need to be concerned about access to it if changes or when changes right. happen in the Affordable Care Act. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those that are concerned about that in regard to press specifically, there are some other things that we can consider. There's are there's going to be other ways to get our hands on it. I encourage everybody right now who has a prescription or um, access to a prescription to stockpile mm-hmm, for the right. time being. Mm-hmm. Even if ACA is repealed or goes away, the pharmaceutical company called Gilead—they yes. have—they will pay for the drug if you have no insurance. Yes. If your income is below five hundred percent of the federal poverty level, which is about fifty-eight thousand a year, so if exactly. you make under fifty-eight thousand a year and don't have insurance or don't have insurance that covers Travada for prep, yes, the medic, the uh, pharmaceutical company will pay for it. So that's one thing right there. Yes. If you make over 58000 if you're over 500% at the federal poverty level and your insurance goes away or you have insurance that won't cover Travada for prep, there are legal ways to import generics. Um, people oh. who want to learn about that can learn about that at, at my group in Facebook called Press Facts. Rethinking wow. HIV prevention and sex. But basically, there's a, a, an online pharmacy called All Day Tennis, A-L-L, wow. All Day Tennis. Yeah. They sell the generic version of Travada for $55 a month. It what? is completely legal to import it in the U.S. Wow. Um, that hasn't gone away. They haven't voted that out. So yeah. if we needed to, there's still going to be ways to access this. And again, I'm just getting into this because I want people to understand yes. that, that there's ways to do this. And this is all within the framework of us being able to be proactive, responsible, and empowered about our pleasure and protection. Exactly. Which is what I think PrEP wow. stands for. P-R-E-P, proactive, responsible, empowered, pleasure. I, I love that. It. That's a great yes. one. Yeah. Oh, God. So, and there, so if, if the situation changes where it's not yeah. as successful yeah. in the U.S., we're still going to have resources and and ways to get it it just might be a little bit harder sure and that's uh, see this is why we need you around all the time all the time (laughs) because this is the information we need to to get out there and you know i know our time today is 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 coming to an end here but thank you for sharing that specifically that because i think a lot of people have a fear of you know losing that coverage and losing well because that's that's the thing that is giving them that the sheer fear when my 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 pharmacy said that i was like no you can't take this away from me why is this so it is good to know that those things are on this we do want to let people know uh damon l jacobs like we said uh he's an author he's a public speaker he's a therapist out of Manhattan and in the future what's exciting because of course he will continue even though we've asked some pretty sexy questions that he'll continue to come back don't you worry Um, and (laughs) in the future right and in the future we want our new listeners to know Damon is open to your questions we are always accepting your questions for for when he's on the show so we will start doing that but this was our our intro to all that is Damon and I've decided I'm going to make a little app and it's to be Damon in your pocket and that way, you can always <laughs> you can always have words of wisdom, prep facts, sex things, all in your pocket, and it's all Damon L. Jacobs. I'm gonna create it. You're welcome. <laughs> you're, you're gonna make a top out of me one way or another. I, <laughs> 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 <Somebody's pocket. laughs> yes, yes, sir. I love that. Well, Damon, thank you again <laughs> for continuing with our journey as we move and 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 evolve in our career. We're really thrilled that you have chosen to stick with these fellas who are a little bit crazy. A lot crazy. <laughs> and thank oh, you for doing that. I think what you do is important. Thank you. It's, again, I'm so proud of you guys. I'm so glad I can say fuck on the show now without yes! getting her angry at me. Yes. And uh, <laughs> I, I look forward to our conversations and continuing to just keep these thoughts and conversations going about ways that 
we're going to connect, which are going to stay beautiful and empowered and, and healthy. Exactly. I love awesome. It. I, I love, love it. it. Yeah. And so thank you so much. And everybody else, if you want to know anything you want to know about Damon, DamonLJacobs.com. Uh, please visit that website. Uh, pick up his books. Absolutely shouldless mm -hmm. um, is one, is one of my favorite books. But are you? And we're going to continue to encourage Damon to take maybe three months off and write another book because we need yeah. it. <laughs> so we do. We it, need that it, wisdom. It's going to happen. <laughs> Perfect. Gonna happen. Well, thank you, my friend, and we will talk to you again very soon in the Martini Lounge. All right, sweetie. Thank you so much. Bye. 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 And again, that was our favorite sex doctor. Not a real doctor. Not a real doctor. <laughs> um, Damon L. Jacobs. He is a licensed relationship and sex therapist out of Manhattan, but he is on our show for mm -hmm. free. Mm -hmm. So in the future, if you have some questions, we have a whole new audience. Welcome to Bear World Magazine, people uh, who are listening and everybody else who, who yeah. likes to join us for a cocktail. Um, Send your questions in. We will let you know, mm -hmm. uh, and we'll and we'll have Damon answer them next exactly. time he's on. And you know what? He's done this before. He does. He answers them. I mean, he gives the best advice. Probably. Oh my god, and I love it. My favorite thing, especially is, if you choose to follow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my favorite thing <laughs> I was just gonna say is people who, um, not gonna name names, uh, ask <laughs> advice and then completely ignore it. Um, but what? we, but everyone Never. learns from it. That's the thing. Is it's yeah. it's such applicable stuff. And um, please, please, please go get his books. Um, absolutely should. Should listen and rational relating. They are amazing. They like teach you don't you, even know. They teach you so much about not only like r romantic relationships, but friendships. Right. How to deal with your producer who you kind of hate. <laughs> Everybody, it's kind of gr <laughs> it's great. Like, he yes. he just he left. He, uh, he's, yes, he's done. <laughs> it is, and that's how we talk about integrity yeah. and com communication yes. relationships. Yes. Damon has taught us so much over the year that yeah. I'm excited to see what else has to come. And you know, we love him to death. He's also exactly. Hey, listen, he's sexy. He's sexy as fuck. I'm just he, saying. <laughs> and he's so sweet. I love him. But yeah. hey, I can say that yeah. on this show. He's sexy as fuck. So, sexy as fuck. you know, that's fun. Yeah. Okay, so anyways, thank you so much. The Martini Lounge, mm -hmm. we hope you had fun with the cocktail with us. The Affair. The Affair. Uh, just a sweet, yummy, fruity drink like us. A little Fiji Affair, really. <laughs> it's still sweet. I it's like it. an island. I love it. So hey, every week, you know where to come for the fun. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll be here. Waiting That's for right. you. Go join us at our website, jonathanandsergey.com. And follow us on Facebook, uh, Jonathan, Doc, Jonathan and Sergey, and Twitter at Jonathan Sergey. Perfect. And Instagram, shoot us some photos. We would love to see Woo! some photos. On uh, Jonathan, Jonathan and Sergey. And IG is right. IG. <laughs> okay, so we'll see you next week in the Martini Lounge. The Martini Lounge is made possible by... Insert your name here. And also... We're looking for ads. And don't forget... You can display your business right here. The Martini Lounge can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under Jonathan and Sergey. And also our website, jonathanandsergey.com. Until next time, all you cool cats.